Making my way downtown. Walking fast, faces pass, and I'm homebound. Staring blankly ahead, just making my way. Making a way through the crowd. And I need you. And I miss you. And now I wonder. If I could fall into the sky. Do you think time would pass me by? Cause you know, I'd walk a thousand miles. If I could just see you tonight. That was a dramatic reading of the iconic A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. And this is The Naughty Prude. Hey, it's Joel from Xerox Magazine, and you are listening to The Naughty Prude Show, a podcast where my wholesome friends and I come together to indulge in a little bit of debauchery. <laughs> Giggles! Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Naughty Prude. Prude. I am super, super excited about today's episode because with me today is singer-songwriter, dog mom, a newly certified yoga teacher, a crybaby, <laughs> an entrepreneur, a spice lover, and now Animal Crossing addict. It is the one and only, the multifaceted, multi-talented Joey Tan, everybody. Hi, what's up? That was such a long intro. <laughs> I love it though. <laughs> well, anyway, today I'm super excited because this is a follow-up episode to the Ben King episode, which mm-hmm. is episode five. Uh, so Ben and I briefly talked about couples who are isolating apart during this circuit breaker. And during that discussion, we brought up a very interesting point, which is how couples who are, you know, isolating separately actually now have a lot of similarities in common with people who are in long distance relationships. Mm. So I wanted to talk to somebody (laughs) who is in a long distance relationship or in a situation that is similar to this so that, you know, we can learn a little bit more about being in such an arrangement because a lot of people have said that this is a brand new territory for them. It's a whole new ball game. It is, you know, very disorienting for a lot of couples. So that's why I wanted to spend one entire episode like discussing this. Woohoo! So on your end, right, maybe you can give everybody a, a little brief context of your situation. Sure. So I am in sunny Singapore where it's summer all along, all year round, every day, nonstop, 24-7. <laughs> and my boyfriend is in Delaware, which is about three hours away from New York City. So we've been doing long distance for about three and a half years now. And... I always say that, I mean, okay, look, context, when I was with my ex, he was about to move to um, Europe to study. And I was very, very bent on like, no, it won't work out. I do not want to do long distance with you. And we broke up before he left, not because of the the distance, but um, we had some issues that were, were there for a long time. But that's a story for another day. But but, uh, the reason why I brought that up is because I really wanted to end things like I didn't want to go through a long distance relationship and personally from 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 my experience then the people around me who had to do long distance they ended up breaking up and so as a result for me my my idea of it was already like oh end game like long distance relationships don't work like and that's what you will hear from almost everyone you talk um, about it too so I was like no 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 but the difference with Charlie my boyfriend is that we met online so we met on the internet um, we met actually on Omegle which is a website that you don't really use to make friends but um, that's how we met and I think because we started out this interaction online it it wasn't a transition because when you go from um seeing each other like almost every day to having to take this online it's extremely different and like you said you are in new territory this is a whole new ball game the the dynamic shift is very drastic so i think because we started out online there wasn't much of a a gap or like a like a a hole in my heart i didn't feel like anything was missing like i i I miss his smell i miss his whatever because when we started out it was just through a screen already so we've been yeah so we've been doing this for three and a half years now um i honestly think that us having met online is a huge reason as to why we've lasted this long it definitely has helped a lot yeah Mm. and i'm very interested to hear 
uh, the kind of habits or the kind of things that you guys do in order to make this relationship work. Because mm. as much as you say like, okay, yes, you know, you guys uh, have had an unconventional start. I would think that uh, your standards of what a relationship should be like has not changed. Am mm. I r- right? Yeah, no, absolutely right. So hopefully, like, you know, your context and your situation, three years long, that's a long time for uh, a a long-distance relationship to be, uh, will allow, you know, some of the lessons to be shared with the listeners later on. Hopefully. On on that note, today's topic is about overcoming the distance. So this episode, we shall explore the ways to survive this long-distance situation. Uh, I say long-distance, but I really mean distance because <laughs> this is a very very weird time because i would say that even if it's haogang to senggang it's long distance now because you just cannot meet you know as long as you guys are not able to meet in person boom it's suddenly long distance already yep exactly the only difference will probably be if you're across the world then there will be a difference in time zone so i think we can talk about that later as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah in preparation for this episode right i was reading an article from the new york times and uh, I, I took out some points that i want to talk about on today's episode because i found them really amazing so one of the the first tips that they gave was to take advantage of technology so this is quite a no-brainer i would say you know in, in in the time that we live in even without being in a relationship everybody is already using technology be it social media be it like video conferencing platforms uh but what the new york times say is that like uh that i thought was interesting was that they brought up the idea that it's not just important to text or to send messages to the other person, it is also important to to spend FaceTime with them on video call. Mm. Um, for me, even if it's not like a romantic thing, right? Even if it's just my friends, like I do think that when I do video calls, right? Like I do feel a lot more connected with the other person. I don't, prob- I don't know why, because, you know, in, in, on a technical, logical sense, you like whether it's text or whether it's calling, you are communicating with the other person. Yeah. But for some reason, it's like when you when I see the pers- other person's face, like I do feel like there's a, there's more of a connection than just texting. I definitely think like I agree. If you look at it on a technical level, it's just communication. You know, like you still get your point across, and you hear the other person's voice. But it's there's just something about having the video on. So for me, the, for me, I experienced this firsthand because um, it got to a point where my boyfriend and I would just never hang up. So we've actually gone on like a, a FaceTime call for like, I want to say like 500 hours before. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, it's so my laptop will stay on and I'll have it plugged in and I'll go about my day. I come home and I, I look at my computer and I see him sleeping and I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm on mute so he doesn't hear me um, like go about my day and vice versa. Um, I'll be sleeping and his his uh, phone will be there so I can see him like playing games or if he's not in the room, I'll be like, okay, he might be out. But I don't know. Um, I think it helps us to feel like we're together in some way. Because even if we're both like in front of the camera and I need to do work or he's playing his game and we're both on mute, every time I just glance over, I see him and I know it's in real time. I feel like we're actually spending time together, if that makes sense. Mm. So I guess it's the perception of like being together. Yeah, because look, if you're on, on the phone and it's silent, you literally don't know what the other person's doing, and it's literally just silence. Whereas on video, it's like, you could be silent, but you just look at each other. That one second of eye contact is enough. Right. Or even if you just flash a little smile or something, you know? I I guess it boils down to body language, because you can actually see how the other person is reacting to what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Also, because I think that when you're on video call um, and when you're talking during a video call, you are basically forced to uh, be present with the other person. So, you know, when it's texting, it's like, yeah, you know, you can scroll Instagram, a text and come in, you reply to text and then you go back to scrolling Instagram. Whereas like, uh, you know, if it's a video call and you're talking to this somebody, it's literally just you and the other person. So it's, yeah. 
it's actual communication in that sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's full, you're fully focused on them. So yeah. I think, yeah. So a second tip that they gave was that I think is quite interesting was that you guys may be separate, but there's also still the possibility of being physical. And of course, like, you know, being in a relationship, there's obviously the factor of physical touch and intimacy. Yeah. And being apart, it's like that becomes immediately a challenge. So this article talks about how you can keep your sex life alive remotely as well. All uh, right. And that is through like video chat, sexy moments, as they say, <laughs> mm-hmm. or sending explicit text, photos or video clips to one another. And then this one's very funny because they said, writing erotic fiction for one another because this is the perfect opportunity to explore fantasies. So I thought that was quite interesting because I, I, I <laughs> it's quite cute. La, I would say. <laughs> That's such a nice way of saying sexting. It is. <laughs> but I do think that a lot of people... I, and I, okay, so you know when, when, when I was talking to my friends who are in these situations where they're isolating apart, there are obviously a lot of challenges and a lot of bumps to like go over and a yes. lot of things to iron out. The sex issue is a big issue that a lot of people either very easily jump over where they're like, okay, let's sex, no problem. But for some people, it's like, it's such a tough hurdle to jump yeah. over. Yes, yeah. So like, would you have any tips on how to naturally go about this where it's not too awkward for 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 them to approach and we're talking specifically like sexy times through the internet yeah i guess all right (laughs) (laughs) well like i said my boyfriend and i met oh uh, on omegle which is literally a website created for this so um and of course meeting strangers and making friends blah 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 but uh i think it's more known for seeing private parts on the screen okay so let's give everybody like a a a quick introduction to what omegle is all right so omegle very much like chat roulette is a website where you can choose uh, either to chat or a video and when you're chatting or videoing uh, a stranger this is a stranger that can be from any part of the world as long as they're online they, the, this website will generate a room where both of you will be matched. So instantly, your videos come on. If you don't like what you see, just hit next. So this is kind of like Tinder, but except you're having a conversation with a stranger in real time and you can decide if you want it to be a chat or a video. And some people do it to honestly just make friends or even live streamers do it. Uh, celebrities do it. Um, you can type in like a, a keyword and then Anyone who types that keyword, they're now in that pool of people that you can be matched with. So how I met my boyfriend was through this. Of course, no <laughs> keywords. Uh, we just met. Um, I won't go into detail, but uh, he started out not seeing my face. And then it ended up being a face-to-face conversation. And it was uh, taken over to WhatsApp. And then we're here now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love Omegle, but then, you know, hearing you introduce it in that way, actually, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh my god, Black Mirror. <laughs> <It's> very- <laughs> if you think about it, like if someone else from, you know, a decade ago and you introduce this concept of like a roulette, uh, quick, what do you call this? Like a speed dating? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of yeah, situation. Yeah, it's like speed dating. Yeah. It- it's-, it's such a weird concept to to even think about but like the fact that it is so popular today and that you know the fact that your story came from omegle is so (laughs) amazing and interesting it is crazy i never thought i would meet my partner on omegle but here Here we we are are. (laughs) (laughs) i think having met on omegle we kind of understood where we are um in our sexuality and um how confident we both were in our comfort levels you have to be very comfortable with yourself. I mean, if if you are not and if your partner is not, I think it's really important to respect that that as well because not everyone is comfortable photographing themselves or even just stepping just typing explicit words might be very uncomfortable for them and I don't think that you should take any of these things personally because it it might just be a comfort thing for that person. So the thing about, okay, so if you look at the the, the, the name of the podcast, it's like Naughty Prude, right? So yeah. it's the, the, the concept of like, hey, you know what? 
that that is this side to me, but then I also am very awkward or shy about about it. Right. So I I do think that uh in in a time like this, the if you want something or if you want to go a certain place with mm. your partner, yeah, then I would say it's time to drop the prude. You know, it's like yeah, if there's one if there's one time to that that you can be allowed. To be a little bit more naughty or like less shy about your intentions, I think this is the time. If let's say you initiate that conversation, yeah, and your partner is like, "Oh, I don't know, I I don't think I want to go there, or I don't think I'm comfortable with that," yeah, then you have the perfect excuse to be like, "Oh, right, no worries, that's cool. Uh, I just wanted to try because you know we are in a weird time." Anyone who's normal will be like, "Yeah, I understand. You know, this is a weird right. time." Yeah. So you have the perfect excuse to to mess up in that, yeah. that sense, you know. So I think yeah, just go for it. And as you said, be comfortable, be confident. I I would say that most of the time it will be an okay lah. I, I will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, don't start out the conversation if you've never done this before. Don't start out with like a straight up naked pic. Like, don't do that because you know they might also be in front of family or someone yeah. has their phone, and if you don't block the media coming in. Everyone's gonna see your chichis. So, um, I mean, an easy way to get it started is to just send like a a selfie or even like a you know one of those like body pictures where you're clothed but you can still see your body a little bit. Maybe it's like mm-hmm. a bikini pic or like a for guys maybe a topless pic. You'd be like, oh, what do you think? Like, I've been working out. Or what do you think? Um, do you like what you see? For example, you know what I mean. Like, try and get. It started, and you can kind of gauge if if your partner is okay if if they get the hint. If I mean, if you have a clueless person, which there are a lot out there, not just saying men, females as well. Like there are people who just can't really get the idea. Try and prompt them a little bit more, and if not, um, you know, then you get you get the gist, like you get the idea. They they're not into it. Yeah, for sure. And I do think that it's about. It's it's also a lot of like mirroring real life, right? Yeah. As as you would in a real life situation, you don't just like turn up naked, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You have there's the art of the tease. There is the you know building up the tension, and yes. then there's like like the flirtation, and then easing into it, and then boom, you know, you go to pound town. <laughs> I like, know. <laughs> so so it it is it is that it's the same thing, you know. You don't just uh awkwardly start or you awkwardly ask there is the you know the wooing there is the you know setting up uh of, of the situation there is yeah. the foreplay exactly. you know so, so even in a digital realm it's the same thing you cannot just go like that yeah mm-hmm. i would say so all right and the next tip that they give which i think is very wholesome and very um practical yeah. is to be intentional during your time together so they say uh, the New York Times article said perhaps before this entire pandemic it's like you guys can spend a lot of time together but you're not entirely present however mm. because you guys are now se- isolating separately when you have conversations with your partner like be there because these conversations that you have during this lockdown is really just all you have as a couple yeah. so make make it count basically that's what they're saying for sure i think this is such a great point but i also think that it is really important to note that like you say it's a really weird time some people might be feeling more down than others some people might be feeling more productive and mm-hmm. um coming from someone who is on the phone a lot with my boyfriend and we don't even talk a lot of the times um i think it is completely normal if you don't feel like talking i think it's really important, of course, to be present with each other and appreciating the presence of your partner. Maybe they decided to end the workout early to talk to you and then you're like on your phone and they're like, what the heck, right? Mm. So again, communication is so important. But I feel like if you're both, you know, you have nothing to do, but you honestly, you don't want to cause a strain on the relationship by just digging for things to talk about because then you're going to feel like, crap, like, are we, are we like, going down a slippery slope of not having anything to talk about anymore like is there a problem with us i think it's very easy to fall into that direction and it's i think it's totally okay if you just want to lie in bed play animal crossing play your mobile legends or have your lunch or even just you know just have your partner there while you're doing something um just sharing that 
that presence with each other might be something that is enough and then who knows you know halfway through you you talk about something you're like oh okay and then it snowballs into a conversation i think that's completely fine as well so i guess it's about you know being very aware of the kind of conversation or the kind of call that you guys are having yeah what the new york times article said uh, as the final point is that as a couple make future plans and you know what they said is that there's no denying that being separated is tough however you can ease that pain by you know jointly thinking about what you guys can do together once the lockdown orders are lifted Mm. so whether it is a vacation in time to come whether it's a list of restaurants that you want to visit or Mm. you want to start looking into like you know whatever together um what they're saying is that a little hope can keep the spark alive. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing because nothing in this world is more powerful than hope. That's what I think. Even in a normal long-distance relationship, there's always... Okay, so I learned this from my friend. She's in Singapore and her boyfriend was in the US. Mm. And in situations like this, it's not very... It's not like every day that you can say like, oh, okay, I'm going to fly over to Miami next weekend, you know? Yeah. So I I asked her like, how do you guys handle this? Because it's... I I know that LDRs are just not easy. And here's Mm. a secret that she shared with me. She said, well, we plan for something for us to look forward to. Whether it is me flying over, him flying here, or us going on a trip together. There's always that okay, within the next six months, I know that something will be planned. You know, right. So that's an arrangement that they have mm. so that they know that there's something to look forward to. And yeah. that's, that's literally a hope that keeps everything alive, you know? Yeah. So seeing it being written out in an article, it's like, ah, okay, I, I see this. This makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Now, on your end, Joey, like with Charlie, do you guys plan for the future, even if it's like short-term goals? Um. Yeah, so... Man, when we first started, uh, it took us a while to get here to this point where we're comfortable in... I'm not going to say that we're okay being away from each other because that's never the case. But I guess we have become more okay with being away from each other. And starting out from this relationship, I was like, we have to see each other like as much as we can. And I think throughout the relationship and after understanding the bigger picture, which is that we know we want to get married and we know we want to settle down, our perspective has changed because this is just like, what, a few years out of like the rest of our lives together. What is what is like six months not seeing each, each other when we know we're going to see each other again and eventually we're going to be able to see each other like every single day. So I think this has helped to change my perspective a lot because before it was like, wow, if I can't even get to see you, then like, are we even in this for the long run? And and I mean, to be fair, that was at a very early start. So we were like, when are we going to see each other again? Oh my goodness, like each ticket is like what? If, if I get it during a good time at that point, it was like 1K. If it's, um, if I get it at a bad time, it can go up to one point. and I was still studying at that point so literally my allowance and my gig money would just go to flights and then not forgetting that when we're there we're spending money too for sure yeah it's not cheap (laughs) it's not cheap exactly it's not cheap but after a while I think we realized that um we we have to keep our goals realistic you know if if at the point of uh, of travel like let's say we made plans for June and then June a really good opportunity comes for me to perform we are we won't be disappointed if I don't fly then if I shift my dates by weeks or even a month you know we're gonna be upset about it but he's always like no you should go for it we'll see each other like next month that kind of thing so I think it's really important to establish these um I guess just establish where you want to be with your partner. The whole reason why long distance even works, like if you want long distance to work, you have to have an end goal. Be it I move there, he moves here, we move somewhere. Like you have to have that goal in mind because without that, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I feel like this answer is not like a a short answer thing. It's really, it really depends on on, um, individual couples for sure. But for us, I mean, right now, we literally don't know 
when we're going to be able to see each other again because for him to fly here, he needs to be able to get the okay from the government. Right. Yeah, and I can't even fly out either, so... Well, we can only wait, but (laughs) I do think that, you know, you guys have had enough uh, experience on how to tide over long times of not meeting, so hopefully that would be that would come into play and in time to come like things will go back to normal and you guys can actually meet again um one thing i'm interested about is like you know you talked about the the common goal of wanting to make sure that in time to come the end goal is really to spend time with each other Mm. so how do you approach that conversation with your partner and saying that like okay you know, we both lead very different lives now. Is there an expectation of like, do I go over to your country and then, or do you come over to mine? Like, it, it's quite, I, I can imagine that that can be quite a awkward situation to be in because what if both of you want to continue leading the current lives you lead? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. I think I got very lucky with Charlie because he's super chill. Like he's really, really super chill. Um definitely in the beginning so it was a little tricky for us because his parents didn't know about me until my third trip to the states so the first two trips we met in new york city and he would take a bus to the city and we'd meet there and then i fly home and he takes the bus back home to delaware um i believe it was only after the first trip that his parents found my our photos in his room or like saw the photos um and then they asked him about it It was like so you didn't go to new york to meet your best friend and he was like no i went to meet this girl but also i think (laughs) if he said like i'm gonna meet this like chinese girl i met online in singapore for the first time in real life i think they would have been like uh are you sure about that (laughs) because even my friends were like do you really want to end up at the end of the Hudson River in pieces? (laughs) So so with that, it was like, okay, we knew that there was a chance after the first trip that we would never see each other again. And there was a lot of tears, a lot, a a lot, a lot of tears in person. And also when I uh, came back to Singapore first and we were talking and I, and we both were very serious. So we were like, look, I know that I love you, but we need to talk about the future because how is this going to work out? Like, he's not a very open, like, he doesn't like talk about things a lot, talk about his feelings a lot. But I was very happy to hear him bring up this conversation as well because he was like, I'm not going to move to Singapore. And I hope you understand that. And I said, I totally do. And thankfully for us, I want to move to the States. So, you know, we had it we had it pretty easy um, right from the get-go. Like, I, I've always wanted to move overseas, uh, not just um, specifically to America, but um, that it was one of my, my countries that I wanted to move to or at least experience living in. So it definitely wasn't out of the question. But for him, he knows his life is in America. Um, so... It was very easy for us. I was like, look, I do want to move there. It's just a matter of how we're going to move there. But for now, until we get there, um, let's just continue flying to each other. And if I was getting more gigs, then I would make the trip there. I didn't feel like, why am I spending more money than you? Because I know that this definitely is a thing, especially if um, both of them are students and they're like, how are we going to fly? Like, it's it's so hard. I know friends who um, split the 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 ticket no matter what so that also works out like every time she flies over the ticket is split or every time he flies over they they share the cost of the flights right so now we are basically already giving tips so i think this <laughs> is our cue to move into the next segment called asking for a friend where we really just answer listener questions mm-hmm. so today we have about four main questions and these are questions from the prude posse so let's start with question number one so this person says hi guys my boyfriend and i have recently just entered a long distance situation so the arrangement is going to be the case for the next two to three years and what comes after that is a big question mark I've never been in an LDR before and a big fear of mine is that he will cheat on me or he will meet someone else. How do I manage these thoughts of mine? They have been making me very anxious recently. So Mm. it's tough and it's fair. I think these are very fair thoughts to have. In fact, um, it immediately brought to mind this situation where one of my friends was like, uh, Joel, uh, 
you know, my boyfriend has cheated before with other girls, like with his exes, and he's going to be moving to Germany. Uh, do you think he'll cheat on me? Oh, man. And I, you know, my, my first reaction was, I hate to break it to you, but it's probably going to happen. You know, it, it, it it's, Yikes. it's such a tough situation, right? It it's is, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as much as I want to say like, no, you know, trust him and everything. It's like, oh, sometimes, you know, <laughs> especially yeah. if they have done it before, it's like, how do you trust? Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yep. But I would say, uh, okay, maybe you have your own opinion as well, but like, I would say that for me, um, well, it is about having that conversation with him. So if it's something that is bothering you, um, I do think that communication is very, very important in relationships. Yeah. In this in this situation, he has already gone lah. So I would say that um, maybe have a talk with him on a video call face to face. For all you know, he'll just laugh it off and say like, what the hell? Like, no, obviously not. I'll never do that to you. Um, mm. But like also set the expectation that like, if it ever comes down to that, surely for this person, cheating is a deal breaker lah. The way, the way that she's saying that like, oh, you know, uh, it's a big fear, whatever. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure that in that case, then it's a deal breaker. So yeah. I think the other party must understand that if they want to cheat or if they are contemplating cheating ever, the consequences would be a certain thing. And in this case, like she's most probably going to break up. So if they are okay with that, then like, okay, law. You make your bed sleep in it. Exactly. So yeah. on, on her end, being anxious about this is not going to help, yeah. I would say. It's just going to affect your mental health. It's just going to snowball. It's just going to bug at you all the time. It's not a good hit space to be in, to be worrying about something that you cannot control. Yeah. I would say that maybe shift the focus from, is he going to cheat on me? Is he going to meet someone else? To what can we do together to make sure that, you know, our relationship continues to be healthy and, and, and happy? Yeah, exactly. I think also, I mean, it's very difficult to, as much as you don't want to have these thoughts, they're going to come. But I think it's also important to think about it from his perspective what if when i go she gets she misses me so much and then she meets someone in singapore too you know like it doesn't mean that going to a new country immediately the person who's leaving is the one who's going to cheat um it works both ways and you're, you're both human i totally get it you know i'm not gonna lie to you and say that if there was a hot girl um in that country he wouldn't look at her twice but we're only human. We do check people out. I mean, I even check both male and females out. And so does my boyfriend. But I think at the end of the day, we respect each other to know that there are boundaries. And I would never do anything to hurt him. And I know that he would never do anything to hurt me too. So basing your relationship off of this trust and this respect, if he does anything to go against it, that's on him. And there's nothing you can do about it except come out of the relationship knowing that you did all you could you were a respectful and honest partner and he he clearly did not deserve you then you know what i mean like it would never have worked out because this is beyond your control but i think it's also important to realize that in singapore he's also faced with temptation and if until this point he hasn't cheated on you yet I think it's a good enough reason to trust that he's not going to just because he's overseas. Sure, he's going to miss you, but it's the same for you here. You know, you're going to miss him too. And temptations don't change once you're in a different country. He's he's going to be faced with the same set of temptations and you just have to trust that he's going to deal with them the same way that he has here in Singapore. Amazing. <laughs> All right, so next question. This person says, Hello there, I am a university student and I've been with my girlfriend for over a year now. Now, this circuit breaker has been incredibly tough. We are running out of ideas for virtual dates. Oh my God, mm. real, real talk. And we are also quite limited by budget because we are students. Fair, fair. I mean, we've all been there, right? Mm -hmm. So do you guys I'm still have any... there. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have any solutions for this? Hmm. Okay, so I would say that... Be... Okay, so before I started working, I, I had to be creative with the things that I do because 
again, like financial capabilities were just not the best back then. Yeah. And the thing I learned is that you don't need a lot of money to have fun. Exactly. Or to, to enjoy yep. yourself. Would. Of course, being able to afford certain things would be... It, it is amazing, I would say, but it's not necessary for you to, to, to find things to like entertain yourself with or to mm-hmm. have fun with. So yeah. for sure, there is definitely things that you can do on a limited budget. So maybe we can start brainstorming, right? What he can do with his girlfriend uh, on, on, on a limited budget. The first thing I would think is affordable that you the both of them can do is to simply follow a recipe and cook at home together and then have a you know nice dinner date whereby both of them are eating the same uh inverted commas same same food. Yeah. Uh, cooking is already an activity that they're sharing together, they're learning, yes. they are they're 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 spending time doing something together and yeah. then enjoying the reward of that by you know having a, a nice dinner date, right? Yeah. Where it's like face to face and then you guys can just relax and talk and everything. So I think that's two in one. And if you go to the supermarket, which you still can at, at, at this time, it's not even that expensive to like buy, you know, like like simple ingredients to put together a simple meal. The thing about being in Singapore is that sometimes you you are so spoiled with the, the food choices that we have that you don't start thinking about like, okay, maybe I can cook, right? But yeah. now is the perfect time to, to, to start doing, you know, new things. So why not try cooking, I would say. Yeah, that's a great idea. I was thinking about that as well. What Charlie and I like to do, we, we, I mean, yeah, being away for, oh, thunder, one sec. Oh, wow, that's really loud, okay. It is, it's insanely loud. Okay, so yeah, um, what, what Charlie and I started out doing was play online, um, uh, what is that thing called? Guess a sketch. So we, we would take turns to like draw and then we have to guess what each other was drawing. And it was really, really fun because he can't draw. <laughs> so it got to a point where I was like, mom, come look at this. Can you believe this is what he drew? And that was also my way of warming up the family to him because that was before we met in real life. And it's still what we like to do now. I mean, like recently we played it with with some friends as well. And um, yeah, feel free to incorporate like your friends into the games because it's so much fun and you're still spending time with your partner. And then once the game is done, you talk about it, you laugh about what happened, you bond over that session. Um, it doesn't have to just strictly be... Oh my god. Wow, that was really loud. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be strictly between the two of you, you know, but things that you can do together, like, you know, Netflix Party, there are, there are websites where you can stream uh, movies and shows together. Um, and if it's not available to you, what my boyfriend and I have is a Google Drive of movies that we've downloaded. And then um, one, two, three, we press play and we sync it up over FaceTime so we watch the movie together and we're both like eating a snack and I'm like what are you having oh goldfish ew I don't like goldfish then I'm I'm showing him what I'm eating I'm eating Maggie you know what I mean like you're still spending time together watching a show uh, starting a new series like Breaking Bad oh my gosh <laughs> it's gonna take a while and it's a lot um if it's a really good show like Breaking Bad you're gonna be so uh caught up with the show that you won't even want to do anything else <laughs> the thunder is just rambling in the background it is non-stop, so man. loud <laughs> all right so then the next question says hey guys my girlfriend and i got into a massive argument recently it was over a small matter but one thing led to another and it snowballed into a big fight now the, the thing about being apart is that it makes things very difficult to fix so how does how does one resolve fights when both parties are not able to meet Mm, this is a big one i don't know about this guy but for me as a as a me i don't want to say as a female because it's not true like as a me (laughs) uh knowing who i am i am a i'm a talker and i need to be right um (laughs) and at the same time i don't like going to bed angry so Mm. but at the same time this didn't work out because it's like what if the other person is not ready to talk you know so i've had to learn so many lessons along the way through like fighting but i think 
if you're not able to meet, I mean, whether you can meet or not, when you're fighting or you have a, a disagreement, it's really important to center yourself and realize like, look, this is about having opposing views. We are not fighting each other. We both want the same thing, which is harmony and peace. So once you have addressed that, you stop treating the argument as a fight and as like a, like you're just both throwing things at each other like you're trying to win but you're what what are you winning like that there's no there's no win or lose here what you want to try and do is to find middle ground and then get past it so like once you've gotten past that it is an easier way to talk about something that you disagree on right wow that's actually i think great advice because you know when i heard this question i really had no idea how what what to suggest you know it's mm. such a difficult situation okay so you said that you, you're the kind that would you know is a, a bit headstrong right and i yeah. think i'm exactly the same way mm. and sometimes like when i when i get into arguments i either just lash out or i walk away mm-hmm. and when when it comes to uh isolating a part and i walk away that means i'm shutting off the other person that's not healthy for solving issues you know yeah. and i also have been in the situations whereby the other party is so upset with me and then i'm not able to get through mm. so well i think your advice is incredible and i don't think i can match that <laughs> but my my solution probably to this is really to let it sit you know give each other space yes because i don't think that okay with every fight that every couple goes through and all couples go through fights last so like the fights won't last ultimately both parties will want to like settle it yeah exactly the the way to go about doing it is just then to just wait it out and to let the negative emotions disappear and then you know, go back to that conversation again. Yeah, I think not not the best advice, but I would say no, it it's has good. Work. It works. <laughs> I, I think the one thing you can take to, to your advantage right now is that you're not physically together. Like, the, if there's anything I learned, shouting over camera is way worse than shouting in real life. For first of all, but I mean, you shouldn't be shouting in general. But it really helps because. You are by yourself. You're not bouncing off of each other in a heated moment where immediately you need to solve it. Mm. You can take it at your own pace. And what has worked for me, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but just say, I'm sorry, I'm just not in the right space. Let's just take a little break here. Let's talk when we're both ready to approach the situation. Because maybe one person is more heated than the other. And it won't be fair to the other person if he's calm or she's calm and they're talking in a respectful manner and the other person's just going like like yelling and, and shooting off points without thinking clearly. So I think like like I said again before, right? Like you're both wanting the same end goal. So let's do it in the most effective way possible, which is to approach it when you're both level headed. So what has worked for myself um is to take a break. And that's very difficult for me because like I hate not solving things and I hate having to simmer down because that feeling is like, wow, you need to breathe the anger out. But it forces you to fully understand why you're so angry, what you're so angry about, and how you can like be a better, more patient partner, basically. All right, perfect. All right, so we have one last question for today. And this person says, Hey guys, my boyfriend is in New York City while I'm based in Singapore. The difference in the time zone has been proving to be quite a problem. There have been so many times where I wanted to share something with him or just talk to him only to remember that he's probably sleeping. It's also very hard to find common pockets of time where we're both free. So how can we handle this situation better? Mm. It is a very common problem, I would say. Uh, the, the time zone situation is not fun. Uh, <laughs> I, work in a co- <laughs> I work in a company where we have various offices around the world and having to accommodate to various time zones is mm. the biggest pain in the ass, I would say. So it is something that I can empathize with. I, I would probably leave this question to you because you will probably be able to give better tips on how to, you know, manage the di- time difference better. Oh man, actually I'm the worst person to ask this because I think that personally, I've always said this, the New York to Singapore time difference is the best. It's the best possible because 
it's flipped so in the day he has his time to do his own thing i have my time to do my own thing but when i'm going to bed and when he's waking up or when he's going to bed and i'm waking up that's the pocket of time that we have with each other to talk Mm. and so i find that perfect because when i'm going to bed so he's gonna wake up i mean he's he's been sleeping terribly so he's gonna wake up at like one but look i'm also very terrible so i probably will go to sleep at like five in the morning so we had that time to talk but say on a normal basis when i was working so when i was a preschool teacher i would have to go to work at like eight in the morning and this is like 8 p.m for him and once i'm in at work i can't talk like I can't video call him anymore. The only time I would get to is during my lunch break. And sometimes when I call him during my lunch break, he's playing a game. And he's in a game with his friends and and you know it's very intense when when people play COD. It's very very or Fortnite, it's very intense. Um so on one hand I'm like I you know what time my lunch break is. How can you let it get on for that long? But at the same time, it's like you can't control how the streaks go. You know, I understand that once you have a streak, it's really hard to stop, especially when with when you're with friends and like, let's go, let's go. So so at one point I was like, fine, you know what? If we can't talk today, then let's just not talk during lunch because I don't want to have my lunch and like watch you yell at like, people who can't play. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it was very difficult and I completely understand it. it it got very difficult for me and I guess I have to tap into that because on a normal basis my as a freelancer my schedule is so open that we talk like all the time so I don't have moments where like I want to talk to him and he's not awake but tapping into that that moment in my life that point in my life where I had uh I don't want to say a nine to five but like I had a, a job job um it was very difficult but there were things that kept me going. So throughout the day, I would film my food. I'd be like, hey, babe, thinking of you. Like, this is so good. And then I just send it to him. So when he wakes up, he sees it. And then when we get to talk, I'd be like, oh, did you see my meal? Like, it was so yummy. Anyway, um, guess who I bumped into? Like, blah, blah. We catch up then. So we're not missing out on moments that we could have had because I recorded them and sent them to him. It's different. It's definitely different because it's not in the moment. But this just comes with the territory of being in a long-distance relationship. If you can't deal with that, then maybe you guys have to reevaluate the situation and whether the, the distance is worth it. Because if, if you're so unhappy about the way things are and this is the basis of the relationship, then it's not going to work in the long run. I guess being open with the idea of, well, it's not going yeah. to be real-time all the time. They, you don't have to miss out on like the, the quirky little things. As much as people romanticize the grand gestures and the big milestone moments, what makes relationships work would be the little the little things, right? Don't undermine or don't underestimate the importance of keep, like checking in with your your partner or making you know keeping them updated with the small things in your lives because that's what makes the difference between like being in a relationship versus being an acquaintance with someone else you know yeah if they're if they are your partner then all the more you should be sharing these things that make you excited or make you you know amused or whatever so just because there's a difference in time zone or there's like a distance between the two of you doesn't mean that you don't share these things anymore because again these are what makes your relationship what it is yeah and also just to add about the common pockets of time like if you guys both share your timetables with each other um i know it's it'll be a, a tedious for some especially if both your schedules are really tough but even more so if both your schedules are really jam-packed then you're gonna have to schedule in calls um, there is, I know that there are calendars that sync, there are couple apps where you can um, put your timetable in or he puts his timetable in or even if it's as simple as sharing like a an iCloud calendar or a Google calendar thing. Um, mm-hmm. Putting in what you have for the week, putting in what he has for the week and from there you can see where you have some free time to talk maybe just ask like you go for friday at two like we have a little bit of pocket of a pocket time here and then if he's okay with it you schedule that call and honestly make putting that work into scheduling a call um it will also remind you of how much you're willing to put in into the relationship and if you do it 
um, healthily with the giving each other space, it's going to remind you guys how much this relationship means to you. And it's throughout, like, as, as it goes on, it's going to happen more seamlessly. Hopefully, this helps the listeners because we did get a lot of questions about dealing with time zones. Yeah. So I think that's probably, you know, the, the best solutions to go about handling situations like that communication it's just honestly relationships or just in life it's just communication (laughs) all right so before we end this episode i want to give a little shout out to my friends over at revive and co so this is a new fitness apparel label that my friends started and it's centered around functionality and providing high quality material for comfort from sports to arts and to activities. Mm. And what they believe in is that exercise plays a far more important role in our overall mental well-being. And they strive to advocate that through their brand, fitness goes away beyond the physical and into truly what matters, the state of mind and overall wellness. Joey, I have have a little surprise for you because the friends over at Revive & Co. are going to be gifting you a native bra top in majority. Genta worth $42. Oh my gosh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully uh, there will be something that you know you will be using because I, I do see on your stories that you are very active on the physical end. I try. So yeah, I, I, I hope this is something that you'll enjoy. That is so exciting. Thank you so much for that. I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you to the friends at Revive & Co. And If you are listening to the Naughty Prude on Spotify, make sure you press the follow button. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and also leave a five-star review. Now, Joey, where can they find you on social media? You can find me at Joey Tan. I'm on Instagram at J-O-I-E-T-A-N. And that's it. You can just find me there. Real simple. One place to find me. And I'll update you on where I am, what I'm doing, what I'm eating, what my dog is doing. (laughs) You can also listen to Joey's music on Spotify. Oh, yes, yes. You can listen to my music on uh, Spotify and Apple Music as well. Um, I also have a collaboration that just came out, which is so exciting. Um, It's on Spotify and Apple Music as well. It's a collaboration with Gentle Bones. Uh, It's been a long time coming where we... Uh, we started out doing covers together, so this is really, really fun. And we did this before the circuit breaker measures were put in place, so thank God. Um, I love this track so much, so go give it a listen and let me know what you think. It's called Shouldn't Have to Run. Beautiful. All right. And if you want to follow Zirap Mag on Instagram, it's Z-Y-R-U-P-M-A-G. And you can also read Zirap's articles on ZirapMag.com. And I'm also on Instagram at LimXJoel, L-I-M-X-J-O-E-L. Thank you, Joey for spending the time with me tonight. Thanks for having me. Thank you everyone for listening. This is The Naughty Prude.